is really simple. Tell me something good. Tell you something good? Something good. Anything good? Something good. All right. Tell you something good? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love you all. Something good for all of us is when we see somebody smile. Wow, we need to be kind to each other. You can be very, very happy, and it's not that difficult. The strongest thing in the world is love. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's about time you knew how good your night is gonna be. Are you tuning in? Yeah. We're gonna turn it up. Say hello to the rest of the evening. Throw your hands up. Tell your friends, everybody ought to know. Just sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Everybody get ready. Come on, let's go. Just sit back, relax, enjoy the show. That's the good news is that we have some things to celebrate love, peace, friendship, diversity, people. Something good. Sometimes I like to eat Nutella, but the vegan one standing up with a spoon. <laughs> one of our dogs, it's his birthday. He's turning 16. So we are going to have a little party for him today with some doggy ice cream and a little hat. My hikes. My hikes have been really, really good right now. Well, I'm writing a book. That's exciting. Oh, oh, I've lost eight pounds in the last three weeks. And I think that it's just like amazing of how, how good that is in the world. Enjoy the show. And there's a lot of good out there, and I think sometimes we forget that. Enjoy the show. You can choose whether to make the next moment, the rest of your day, tomorrow, better, and that is under your control to take that action, and that is good. Enjoy the show. What's good? An opportunity to always begin again, that it's never too late to be our authentic self. There's this giant shift and people are finding a different way to live and they're making a difference. Today's the best day ever. And that's something good. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and this is our one-year anniversary of World Gone Good, the podcast where we shine the light and or find the light in the darkness to prove this here world of ours still has some good to give. Whether this is your first time here or your 61st time here, we welcome you. Today, we are celebrating the positive the uplifting, the inspirational, the hilarious. We are celebrating all the goods that are good to be had. So it's just like every other show we've done, except we began it with a kick-ass track called Enjoy the Show by Josh Bartholomew. Thank you, Josh, and thank you, Mamie Coleman, and everyone at Femme for letting us use this track for our uh, special show today. You know, we layered into that track some of the more than 65 guests we've had over the past year answering the question, That we end every show with, tell me something good. That's how we end every single show. Now it's your turn. Here's what you're going to do for me. It's our anniversary, so consider this your present to me. I want you to answer the same question. Tell me something good. Wait, there's more. I want you to answer it out loud right now. Who cares where you are, if you're home on the couch or in bed or making dinner or if you're out on a run or at the gym or you're in your car or you're at the Trader Joe's, they're not a sponsor, they're just an example of places you might be. If you are by yourself or you're around other people, here's what I want you to do. I want you to press the button, the pause button on this right now. Take as long or as short as you need and yes, out loud, answer this question. Tell me something good. And when you're done, hit the play button and we will keep this thing going. Ready? Go. Are you back? Did you do it? Oh my God, everyone was looking at you. You're a freak. No, 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 (laughs) you're not. You just celebrated the good, your good. And that is what this podcast is all about. 
World Gone Good began more than a year ago when I was having a dark morning. The world last summer, as we all remember, well, um, not so great. <laughs> at least for me, I think you might agree. I, uh, you know, don't know where you were at, but um, I decided to put on a podcast and go for a run. I was like, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get my endorphins revved up and I will listen to someone inspiring. Yes, that will pull me out of the funk I am in. So I started on my uh, regular path, walking to warm up and searching through titles of shows. And I landed on one. I don't even remember which one it was. And I started my run. And within a few minutes, I just stopped physically. I stopped running. I paused the podcast I was listening to. And I'm standing there on the sidewalk, scrolling through show upon show, looking for something. Something without so many commercials and something where they get to the topic a little bit faster and something that would make me, I don't know, feel better. Just something connective, something I connect to. Why wasn't I finding it? Why wasn't there something that was just good? And that's when it hit me right then and there. Why don't I make that good? And that's the moment on my run when I wasn't running (laughs) that the spark turned itself into world gone, good, just ignited. I've shared that story before on here, and I share it again as a, I don't know, like a reminder, maybe, that we have the power. We have the choice to use that power. My goal, my wish for this podcast was that something someone said in one of these last 60 episodes sparked something in you, and maybe that spark ignited your power. God bless you, Hazel. I'm going to leave that in. And maybe that spark ignited your power, your good, to write that book, to take that hike, to donate to a charity, to laugh more and stress less, and to hang out with little dogs named Hazel like I am who just sneezed. That's all we can do. That's all on you. That's all on me. Use your power. Use your good. Now, I've got some surprises in store for today's uh, episode um, because, you know, it's a a party. It's a one-year anniversary party, and it wouldn't be a party if it was just me and Hazel. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am a party. Just ask, you know, anyone who knows me. But any party is way more fun with some good guests. One year ago, we launched this podcast with three good guests in three premiere episodes all on the same day. I've invited these three good people back to catch up with us, and the very first one is here now. Pashawn Wilson-Ashley is also known as Mama Auntie from Mama Auntie's Vegan Goodies. How good are her goodies? Well, if you've listened before, you know I'm going to tell you again. Um, I had her mail me a vegan cake. Um, and if that is not a uh, indication of how good her goodies are, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's that good. And so is she. Enjoy the show. Well, I can't believe it is one year later and I have something to tell you, my what? friend. What? You were my first record I ever did. Wow. I feel so special. I know. And I screwed up my end of the audio. And I don't know if you noticed, but your episode is kind of me punching in. And I almost called you and said, hey, could we record that? But I loved what you did so much that I just sort of punched myself in. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't tell. So I'm that good of an editor. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell. So, uh, Pashawn Wilson-Ashley is back with me one year later, and here's the question I'm going to ask you, and we can go wherever you want to go. Okay. It's a year later. Tell me something good. What has been good in the last, not great year, but gooder year? What's been good in your life? Well, it's this is a perfect time to um, do this interview because I actually just picked up Two new restaurant clients. Yay! Um, maybe a month ago, I think it's I think it's been four weeks now. Um, one of the restaurants is Hope. Love that restaurant. A healthy, organic something E. It stands for. I can't remember what the P and E stand for. And it's um in Studio City. It's yeah. been around about eight or nine years. Um, and they um are customers for my. 
ice cream and for my cookies. And then um, the same owner owns a restaurant in West Hollywood called Love, L-O-V-E, and the L-O-V-E stand for something. I can't remember what. Um, <laughs> and um, they're also, uh, buy, they also buy ice cream and cookies. And that's a month, just a month ago. We did like a drop off uh, to the restaurant a long time ago. And they forgot about it. And then they happened to be at Ocado Restaurant in Sherman Oaks, which has been a client of mine for about two years now, if not more than two years. And they tasted the ice cream there. And then it clicked that, you know, we were the same people. They did her drop off. And then so she went to her freezer and she tried the ice cream we had dropped off months ago. And she's been ordering every week ever since. Amazing. Yeah, and and the Four Seasons is back. Oh, great! Um, during COVID, you know they they lost a lot of staff. The the head pastry chef, and you know they just had the sous chef doing everything. But anyway, as soon as COVID ended, they reached out, and so we're back uh, at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills on Doheny. They've been buying ice cream, cookies. They they were just the ice cream client for the longest, but recently, within the past few months, they started buying cookies and coffee cake also. What else personally has been good in the last year? Oh, I just booked a commercial. It's running right now. It's for Walmart. It's actually, everybody keeps telling me they, they're they seeing it. I don't even watch television. That's when I realized, when everybody kept telling me, oh, we saw, I saw it during the, the, whatever, the playoffs. And I saw it during this and I was like, I never see it because uh, I don't watch television anymore. I'm always in the kitchen baking or making ice cream. <laughs> and if in the background, I might have a movie or something, but I haven't watched television in so long. But I have a Walmart commercial that's, Running now, I actually texted to you so you could see it. Oh yeah, good. Um, and then I did a web series, um, the beginning of like right before COVID, and I got nominated for best supporting actress at the um, Oscar Michelle Film Festival about three months ago. Not even three months ago. The festival was maybe maybe two months ago, um, and so I got to be a part of the that festival, and it was great. It's the first time I've actually ever been nominated um for anything like that so i was very excited because you never know you do a you do a web series and you just think it just goes out in the universe and who knows what happens so for some people to see it and like my work and nominate me i thought that was great and i was just nominated for best vegan restaurant at um i posted it on instagram wow yes it's interesting because let me find the post so i can tell you exactly okay it's the black plate awards los angeles and I was nominated for Best Vegan, along with um, Compton Vegan, Oki Vegan, Baba's Vegan, Rolling Roots, uh, Voodoo Vegan, Verger uh, Guys, Mama Auntie's Vegan Goodies, and the V-Tree Hollywood. Nice. So that happened um, uh, August 12th. And I think they announced the winner August 14th or something like that. So that just happened. Okay, there's one more good thing that's happened that you're you're not owning up to. Oh, my birthday? <laughs> yes. Yes. I just turned 60 and I had a little get together with my family and some close friends and it was amazing. Was I really can't amazing. believe you're 60 and I'm not just saying I, that. I can't believe I'm 60. Wow. That's <laughs> what I said there. I was like, where did the time go? Yeah. And I'm glad time has not told my face yet. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, that's why I can't believe you're 60 because I know what you look like. And I know that, that, that your heritage plays into it, but I also know that being vegan plays into it, but I also know that you're just a happy person. I think that's what it is. People were asking me what I do. I was like, I really honestly couldn't tell you. I said, um, I sleep in my makeup. And I never lotion. So, <laughs> so I, I, I do all the things you're not, you're not supposed to sleep in your makeup and you're always supposed to moisturize. I do none of that stuff. Um, I said, I think it's just because I'm happy and I love life. <laughs> That's amazing. That's me. You know, a question I didn't get to ask you the first time we were together, but I've asked a lot of my guests this question. Mm-hmm. And this is the question. What would you today tell 17, 18, 19-year-old you? If you could talk to her. Oh my gosh. I was just popping into my head. Cause I, well, I, what I was going to say is slow down, but I'm still going fast. I'm still going fast. 
I said that was going to be my new thing. Once my hit 60, I was going to say, I'm still running around like a chicken with my head cut off. With, and a vegan should never say that. But I'm still <laughs> running around like a crazy person. But I would, I would tell myself, maybe if I told myself that at that age, by the time I was 60, I actually would slow down. Yeah. And also just to have confidence. I can think of things that I did at that age that I was so busy, worried about other people's talents that I didn't even see my own. And then like, for example, I did this, this beauty pageant and, um, and, um, there were this, there was this girl in it. Um, I can't remember her name, but I remember thinking, oh, wow, she's going to win. She's so talented. She's so this, she's so that. And then when I looked at, at the tape, I was like, and I actually got first place. I lost by one point. The ju- and the judges were actually, you know what? We all thought you had it. So we were giving the vote to somebody else, but we thought you had it. So I lost by one point. But, but, but in my head, I was so concerned about other that I didn't have the confidence in myself. And then when I saw it, I was like, damn, hell yeah, I had that. (laughs) Tell my audience where to get Mama's Auntie's Goodies. You can get it at www.mamaauntiesvegangoodies.com. You can also get it at Hope Restaurant in Studio City, Love Restaurant in West Hollywood, the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills on Doheny, Ocado Restaurant in Sherman Oaks. And you're going to come back in a year again, but you're also going to come back sooner because we have to have a show talking about what? Um, What? Fibroids. Oh, fibroids. Yes. Mm. Abso-freaking-lutely. Okay, don't say anything more. Don't say anything more. No, no, because I got yeah, yes, yes. We will. Be, I will be back on the show to talk about my documentary, The F Word, on fibroid tumors. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. When we record episodes, we typically record way more stuff than we can actually use. Sometimes. Good stuff gets cut because it doesn't fit in with what we're talking about. We, well, let's be honest, I, me, I, go off on a, um, you know, tangent that isn't quite related to anything we are discussing. Yeah, it's just how I am. Other times, good stuff simply gets cut for time. Here's some good stuff that never made it to the final episodes in the last year. And uh, we start right here. Barry J. is a good human who changed my life for the better, and he didn't even know it. Here's the good moment where I get to say two words that I have been waiting a long time to say to him. Thank you. I was in one of the darkest places in my life, and I was clinically depressed, and I was overweight, and I had been out of a horrible relationship for about a year, and I was an absolute mess. I was eating too much and drinking too much and not doing making healthy choices, and I made the phone call to a place called Barry's Boot Camp. And uh, there were two locations at the time, Sherman Oaks and West Hollywood. And, um, uh-huh. <laughs> and I signed up. I called in and this gentleman, I said, how does it work? And he goes, well, you can you know, get a class or try a class or you can just go for it. And he's like, you can do this thing called the Academy. It's five days a week. You can pick a time. I said, sign me up for that. He's like, oh, you got to be warned. If you don't show up, Barry will come to your house and get you. I was like, ah, ha, ha, whatever. <laughs> Then I found out that you actually used to do that. (laughs) You once said to me, I was having trouble on a treadmill thing and you were being rough. Let's not kid ourselves. You're like, starting speed of 15. Fuck you. (laughs) And I was, I was having trouble just catching my breath, you know, getting the breath, right. Getting the, getting the pace. And you came up behind me and you pulled the mic down so no one could hear you. And you whispered in my ear and you said, I'll never forget it. You said, stop thinking and just move. And that has stayed with me for so many years. Wow. Oh, Steve. So that that makes me teary, I think, about because I was a a completely different person. And that was like my my second or third coming out to the next person I was supposed to be. And you were influential on that. So I thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. There are times when we record where we fly through my questions and – I honestly don't think I have enough to make an episode. And then there are other times where we are recording and we just don't stop talking. 
No surprise, this usually happens with friends, right? So this past May, Betsy Zyko joined me to talk about the good, and we did our standard wrap-up at the end, and then I didn't stop recording. What you're about to hear is one of the most powerful moments we've had, but I wasn't sure it was right to go into her show at that time. So I contacted Betsy at the time and asked her what she thought, and she said she trusted me to do with it what I may. I decided then to leave it out of that show. But today, I include it because I think this needs to be heard. Well, let me just say this, Betsy Zyko, before I hit the stop button, and I'll leave this part in. Um, I, I may not, I don't even know if I should edit one minute of this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to derail or cut any one of my previous wonderful guests. You are truly the most present in the moment person I have had the pleasure of spending time with, which is, which is not a cut to anyone I've had already, but so many things I learned about you. And it's so funny because I make two, I'm, you know, I make two pages of questions here and, and we hit some of them, but we went all over the place. But in all of it, it was just, it's just the kind of good that I love. It's in the moment good. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I love you too. It doesn't have to be world changing, you know, I mean, it wouldn't kill you to like, you know, save some orphans. But my point being, (laughs) I'm not (laughs) (laughs) my very first show with Faye Saley was much like this it was just a conversation that I love that one we have to have good in the world and 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 that's what we had here and I I just appreciate you so much I appreciate you too Steve I I think this show is wonderful it fits you know if if this continues when the world goes to you know, in the after times, um, you know, sign me up for helping you out to to do any of it. Uh, it is good to be to focus on good, and that do, that's not a Pollyanna thing to do. It doesn't mean that bad things haven't happened. I had a knife at my throat when I was nine years old. Um, you know, I talked about my mother, the mother of my first husband, but when I was nine years old, uh, I was attacked. My best friend and I were attacked at knife point by two strangers in the park. And I had a knife at my, I watched them attack her, sexually assault her. And then they came after me. And when I was down there with a knife at my throat, one boy um, or one man um, holding, pinning me down and the other one straddling me, getting ready to pull his pants down. I heard a voice come over me in my fear and terror. There was a adrenaline, you know, the calmness that happens with adrenaline. And this voice said, you're going to be okay. They're about to stop. And I just looked at this man's face that was looking at me, straddling me while I was on my back on the forest floor. And I saw his face transform. Something melted, some sort of lightness came came upon his face. And he said to his friend, who was had the knife at my throat, we need to stop. We need to stop. We got to go. And his friend's like, what? No. And he goes, no, we got to go. We got to go now. And they ran away and didn't complete the penetration. And I, I believe that you asked me first what makes you empathetic, and I didn't tell that story, but that does inform a lot of my life. It's like you never know what's going to happen, and you never know when something that marks you so much actually profoundly allows you to do things like listen when you hear things that, oh, yeah, and, that, and believe it, that people can change and that you can forgive people who do horrible things and that whatever leads people to do the things that they do um, they weren't born that way anyway and it doesn't define you oh gosh no gosh no not at all yeah that's that's yeah yeah that's but i do it like i you can have compassion for anybody and uh, empathy for even people who do awful things to try to figure them out. 
And it's so important to have compassion for yourself because I think we forget that so often. Mm -hmm. I think we, I think we put ourselves too much in our lives last. And (laughs) I often find that the, the worst members of our community are the ones who keep putting themselves first. And it's the rest of us who are putting ourselves last who are, have so much good in them and, and just don't, either don't realize it or just are um, shy to share it. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll be on the stage together soon enough. Yeah. Cut any of this out that you need to, please. <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing worse than a boring story. <laughs> I've had several other podcasters on my show, including Wendy Miller from Sex Ed, the musical, the podcast, Brianne Davis from the Secret Life podcast, the good team of Stephanie, John, and Dave from Cinema Craptaculous, and Tasha Bradley from the Daily Dose of Love podcast, who, as you're about to hear, took over the interview in a good way. She turned the tables on me, the guy who was interviewing her. And how was your coming out, if I can ask if you could, was it okay or? Oh, wow. This is a whole other show, but let's keep going. We're going crazy. So it's really interesting because when my brother came out, it was, it was very volatile time. It was the eighties and um, my parents weren't ready for it. And, and I think they have a different, my mom, I think probably has a different memory of it, but I was younger. So I remember it a certain way. Um, I was terrified to come out because I remembered how, it affected all of them. And I actually didn't even fully know I was gay. I thought I was bisexual because I did have girlfriends and I had one girlfriend in college I wanted to marry. And I was having, here's too much information. I was having a full on relationship, which included the sexual side of the relationship. I wasn't like, you know, friends of mine tease me like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, actually. And it was good. And we had a great time together. And I just came to a point of I remember the day it almost felt like something clicked in my chest where I was like no I got to I got to explore this other side of myself because this isn't who I really am. Yeah, yes. So what what hap- wound up happening it took a few years but I came home to visit because my sister had just had my niece and my dad picked me up at the airport and he said let's run over to your sister she's you know 15 minutes from the house I'm like okay whatever run over to my sister I see my niece for the first time she was like 10 days old. Oh and we leave there and we're driving back and my dad started talking because his father, my grandfather, who he didn't get along with, he had passed away about three weeks prior, right before his great granddaughter was going to be born. So my dad was talking about his dad, how they never got along. And he kept saying, but he's not like us. We're best friends. You and me are best friends. And my dad was just like, like euphoric, brand new grandpa, right? Aww. And I'm sitting there and he kept saying, you can tell me anything. You know, you can tell me anything. You know, I'd never judge you. You know, I'll love you no matter what. And he was just having this whole thing. And we pull into the driveway and he opens the garage and we pull up to the house. And my mother, I haven't been home yet. I, you know, just flew in. My mother comes to the doorway and my dad's in the middle of saying, there's nothing you can tell me. And he, I'll never forget it. He tapped me on the leg and he goes, and no matter what you tell me, I'll love you and we'll be best friends. Oh, that's so beautiful. And my mother is yelling. She's a little woman from Brooklyn. Come in the house. Come in the house. (laughs) And he yells at her. He's like, go back inside. We're talking. And she's like, get in here. What are you doing? So she goes in and slams the door. And I'm sitting there. And I was so scared to tell him that for a split second, I was going to make up a lie. I was going to tell him something like I had a drug problem. I didn't remember what I was going to tell him. But then he said, I'll never forget it. He said, and one more thing, Steve. He goes, I promise I won't react like I did with your brother. Wow. Times change, people change, we do evolve. But as you know, and you focus on, it starts with ourselves. Starts with ourselves. If we could just accept ourselves for who we are and where we are, you know, we'd be better off in this world. So much better off. It starts with ourselves and accepting ourselves and the good that we have within us.
keeping the good going is what we are gonna do. So let's continue. Yes, yes, yes. One year ago, my friend Brett Gornick from Live Better Co. helped launch our very first episode, day of episodes, actually. He was number two. And uh, he's back now to help me and us celebrate our anniversary. Enjoy the show. And one year ago, you were here with me, Mr. Brett Gornick, for my very first shows. Very first one. That's crazy. It's really weird to think it's been a year, huh? That When you asked me or told me that, I was like, wow, that is, it's been a year for sure. So this is the question, because I've invited my first three guests that I ever had back one year later. It's really simple. Tell me something good that has happened or something good's in one year since we last spoke. I got probably the biggest highlight I'll, ever, I'll have for a long time. Uh, my wife and I uh, had our daughter, Amelia, who is the greatest thing of all time. So that's uh, been just an unbelievable blessing, opportunity, uh, area to learn. And she is thriving and doing amazing. So within the last year, that has been for sure my highlight. What is like, the vision you had of being a dad and now in reality? <laughs> That's an amazing question. I, I honestly, I, 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 was, I was asked something similar to that a little, like a few weeks ago. And um, I, I'm, in, I'm such a present person. I definitely do a lot of planning for the future and goal setting and thinking about that. Um, but I, I, I didn't really have a vision. I didn't really have a you know, like, what is this going to be like? I was more just excited and, and taking everything day by day as it happened. Um, and honestly, it's been uh, beyond any expectation. It's been, um, I was telling one of my buddies this, but I think it's been the thing more than anything in my life that has made me just feel uber present because everybody I talk to, whether that's it's my parents or my wife's parents or my wife's grandparents, they're, they keep saying like, this goes by so fast and you know, you, you, you can't, you can't believe how fast it is until they go off to college and all the same things, you know, you hear all those things and I can totally see that now that she's six months old. So my biggest focus is just truly like, especially with her, I know life's going to go by and things are going to happen, but just when I'm with her to just like only be with her and remove all of their distraction and be totally present. And that's, that's helped me in a lot of other facets of life over the last six months too, being like, I don't have to multitask. I can just focus on the one thing I'm doing right now. And I'm definitely becoming better at that through her, which is a blessing. That's really amazing. That's really amazing. How is your son handling his new sister? <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, he is currently next to me and he is doing amazing. Uh, so for the listeners, my son is a dog. <laughs> I was going to say, clarify it. <laughs> um, and he is the best big brother ever. Um, the day we brought her back from the hospital, he was honestly just like, I've never seen him that excited. And every day since he's been sitting next to her and just like loves kissing her. We have to tell him not to kiss her face because obviously she's young and not, doesn't have an immune system yet, but he's obsessed with her. Um, he's doing a good job. There's definitely moments where he's like, Hey, wasn't I like used to be the center of attention at all times, but he has, uh, he has adjusted beyond great and he is obsessed with her. So it's no secret here. And, and it's what sparked this, uh, podcast to even begin. The world has been a little darker, you know, and maybe it's more, our eyes have been more open to some darkness that has already been around us that maybe we were living perhaps with blinders on or just moving too fast or, just not present enough. What is it like to you to bring in this brand new person who is like a brand new system, a brand new computer system, yeah. a brand new laptop, a brand new thing that's ready to soak up the world? What What are you seeing for her? Is it a concern for you that she stays positive and good and healthy and all those things? Obviously healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's a great question. Um, it's, you know, it's interesting with everything that's been going on, everything that's been brought to, brought to light. And um, I'm a very optimistic person. That's something I pride myself on and not sure if that was 
genetically inherited or something I learned. I don't know where it came from, but it's definitely something that's running through my DNA. And I hope I can pass that on to her. I think um, one of the things that I try to do just in my own practice daily is, is go through a gratitude practice. That's one of the things I do right when I wake up in the morning, I take three deep breaths, I set intention, and I think of one thing I'm grateful for. And I think if, if those type of things I can, I can help and instill it with her. And honestly, like the biggest blessing for, for me and my wife is that our families are just great. Um, we've just got great people around us that have through the last six months that she's been on this planet have just been so positive and um, up, upbeat around her. And, you know, she's going to grow up. She's going to start seeing things. She's going to start seeing things way before I ever saw things. And we were just talking about this over dinner with my wife's family because my wife's uh, sister is a high school teacher and just how much more aware youth is these days because of access to media and news and, and being able to see things happen. So she's going to have that at a way earlier age than I ever did. Um, and so I think one of the biggest things is just instilling in her the, the ideals that I, that I have that I believe are, are of what make people good. Um, and with that, honestly, though, it's one of those things that you can, you can do that and you can do it as much as you can. But she's going to interpret the world she, the way she is, and I'm going to be her biggest cheerleader. You know, I'm a, I'm a fitness and wellness guy. If she wants to pursue that, great. If she wants to pursue dance, if she wants to pursue politics, if she wants to pursue anything, um, I'm going to be there for her. Uh, obviously, hopefully keeping her healthy. That's what I do. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there for her, and I'm not going to try to steer her in any way. Uh, just be open to, to talk and listen. Um, and, and with everything that has happened and is happening, um, just let her know that if she's positive and optimistic and doing, and one of the things that I think is when you're doing your calling or your purpose, that the things around you really, really funnel you into a good place. Um, whether that's the universe or whatever that may be, um, you know, brings good things when you're doing what you should be doing. So I'm going to, I'm going to push her to, to pursue those things, even when they're challenging and difficult. Uh, and I think she'll, she'll thrive with that. And she'll have this recording to fall back on. There you go. Um, if there's still recordings, God knows what this is going to be in five <laughs> years. Well, right? yeah, exactly. I, I always joke around and we're like driving. I'm like, Oh, Amelia, like you're going to have to drive. And then I look at myself I'm like, is she going to drive? Right. <laughs> probably not the way things are going so who knows so let's let's pivot here for a second uh live better co you yeah. guys last time we spoke first of all you know to give everybody a little update of what's happening with the company but last time we spoke there was a talk of a retreat yeah so retreat is sold out so that's amazing we're heading back to el salvador uh this will be our ninth in-person retreat that we've run this will be our biggest one we've got 36 people coming which is literally Every single bed in the resort is full. My business wow. partner and I are going to have to sleep in the same bed because of how many people are coming, which we're super excited about. Um, and we're planning one, uh, at least one for definitely one for next November, but definitely looking at one in, uh, upcoming in March of early 2022. So um, that's been going great. Um, and we've got a bunch of really cool stuff coming out um, in the next month or so in regards to some more online stuff. So we've developed a full, uh, so my business partner and I are personal trainers too. That's how you and I met. And um, we have a full online program that's launching, which we're super excited about. That's kind of embedded in our philosophy of training, uh, which is strength, conditioning, and mobility, plus some mindset work and some meditation. So there's a lot of really cool stuff uh, coming up. And then we're just excited to get back in person. We've been teaching some some semi big, not huge, maybe like 50, 60 person events outside um, over the last few months, which have been awesome. So we're, uh, we're slowly inching back to in person, which is what we love the most, um, while still creating a good digital footprint. And uh, we'll be, we'll be hosting retreats for a long time. It's something that we love doing. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. Uh, speaking of which, of how you and I met, uh, today was a leg day. Which, okay. <laughs> which is which is always amazing for me, as you know, because I'm like, yeah, I feel like a million bucks. And tomorrow I'm like, yeah, I feel like, you know, $750,000. And on Wednesday in two days, we're recording on a Monday, I'm going to be like, why do I, why am I alive? Why am I, <laughs> why did I do that? Why did I do that? Yeah. 
Where do people find uh, your company online? Um, LiveBetterCo.org is our uh, website, which is um, going through a really cool relaunch right now. And in, in a week or so, it'll be fully up and running. It's going to be sick. We got everything on there. So you can inquire about personal training. You can inquire about retreats. You can inquire about our corporate wellness, our youth initiative, all those fun things. And then uh, Instagram is always good. So my personal one is just Brett with one T underscore Gornick. And then uh, Live Better Co. as well on Instagram. So you can just stay stay on and uh, and keep up with what's going on. And then we've got a podcast too. So a lot of cool things. Um, you can find us kind of all over the, the internet. What's your podcast called? Just the Live Better Show. Awesome. And will you do me one favor? If we don't talk on here, will you come back in one more year and tell me again? Because I want to hear how um, how how your son and your daughter are doing. And then I'm going to possibly hear, I'm sure you're sick of it already, when you kids are going to have another baby. I'm sure you're sick of that question. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk in a year and see where we're at with that one. But I think hopefully we'll still be, we'll still be down with, with uh, the pup and the, and the daughter at that point. But I uh, would love that. That would be amazing. Looking back on the last year, there are some favorite moments that we have had, quite a few. One of my very favorite things about doing this show is anytime anyone says, What a good question. Hmm. Well, that's a good question. That is a really great question. What an interesting question. Your questions are so good because they make you think. When someone says that they've been asked a good or interesting question, it not only makes us think, it makes us all present in the moment. Right here. I had a moment like that with Ellie Lax from The Gentle Barn, and it's a moment I didn't include in that episode. Here's the moment. I'll explain why after you hear it. Steve, may I say, I do a lot of these. You are an amazing interviewer. You are so assuring and thoughtful. You asked really good questions. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. You are really good at this. The reason I didn't include it and even hesitate to include it right now was that I was afraid it would come off like me patting myself on the back, you know, when really what it did for me was let me know I was right where I needed to be. Having someone you look up to, someone who is doing so much good in the world, say, hey, you're doing something good here too. That's powerful stuff. But more importantly, you're right where you need to be. So I'm going to take this moment right now to tell you something. You are right where you need to be. And that's good. Now, of course, we are talking about favorite this and favorite that and getting all nostalgic after one year of good. So here we go. The question that I get a lot. What is your favorite episode, Steve? What is my favorite episode? Wow, I will be 100% honest and say I don't think I can single out a favorite episode. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but I don't think I can. I mean, I love the episode we did with my dear friend Mary Edwards, who was attacked by a racist, and how we explored, as hard as this is to believe, how she found the good in a really bad situation. That's, that's one of the episodes I'm really proud of. And I love our themed episodes, Halloween and Christmas and the one about musicals. And I, I love the episodes with the people I admire so much, like Ellie, who started The Gentle Barn, and the team from Cookies for Caregivers. And last week, when the Black Fairy Godmother showed up, Miss Simone Gordon, that was incredible for me. I'm proud of all the different kinds of good we have brought to the front of the line this last year. So please know that if you were in a show and I didn't mention it, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of me, (laughs) and thank you. And while I don't know that I can single out a single favorite episode, I can single out one single favorite moment, and it is super random, and you are probably going to say, that's your favorite moment, Steve? But it is a moment that was truly in the moment, and that's why I think to myself, yeah, that's it. That right there is the moment. And sure, there might be some nostalgia going on because it's from the very first episode when my pal Faith Saley joined me to talk about protests, specifically children, her children, not random children, her children protesting a lock 
she and her husband had put on their bedroom door. This is my favorite moment. We were in the middle of the discussion of this. Other topics came up. Don't judge me. Here it is. When I woke up, Minerva had a new sign that said, Llama Lives Matter. And she was... She was marching with that. And like, I never said llama lives don't matter. No, what you said was all animals matter. (laughs) I I mean, I never said such a thing. I mean, you thought it. But but I had to. (laughs) This leads us so goodly into the perfect thing for me to go to now. One year ago, this five-time Emmy Award winner slash author slash performer slash mother of two incredibly pint-sized protesters and wife of one Jewish husband joined me to talk about the good of Talth, the Anti-Lock Foundation, our very first show. She is the most returning guest I've ever had. Three times right now. Here comes three times. And she's back here now to celebrate with me on our anniversary. This is the good that is Faith Saley. Enjoy the show. Well, it is one year later. Is it really? It's been a year. And and the... (gasps) And you are my my third guest of the show. You're my third guest of the show because I've invited back the first three guests who I all launched on October 7th on the first day. And I just have a few minor questions, but the most important question I have for you first that goes back to the very first show we had, is the lock still on the door of your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the real question is Talf, the anti-lock foundation, still protesting. I think that's really the question. Sure. And um, first of all, I want to say that I was incredibly honored to to be a part of the launch of this wonderful show, of this good show, wonderfully good show. And second of all, I thought you might ask me that. So today, while I was making a Coca-Cola cake, in fact, I asked my children, hey, whatever happened to Telf? <laughs> and at first, my son said, what? No, like, what? <laughs> and I said, uh, the anti-lock foundation. He goes, oh. And then, Steve, I have to tell you, I'm incredibly proud of my son's moment of self-awareness. He said, <laughs> he said, uh, I was too lazy to keep protesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then my daughter, which is just so on the mark. That's a hundred percent it. He was lazy. And then my daughter came over and I actually, she added this, which I didn't actually know. She said, I like the lock now, mommy, because when Augustus is chasing me around, I can run into your room and lock the door on him. <laughs> so, so yes, the lock is still on the door and it is apparently being used as a self-defense mechanism among my children. That is amazing. I thought you were going to say they outgrew it. They outgrew Telf. Yeah, like that. Like I thought he was going to say something like, "Oh, I was like, oh, that was child's play." Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm into much bigger things now, mom. Um. Yeah. No, he's just lazy. So it's it's there. Um. And I'm here. Well, here's the main question and the main reason that I've asked all of my three guests to come back, and that is a very simple, broad question. You can tell me whatever the hell you want to tell me. I just would like to know. I'd like my listeners to know. What has been good since we've last talked a year ago? I could put it in buckets and I could describe like macro good and I could describe some kind of epiphanies I've had and 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 be long-winded. And I've decided instead to tell you one really specific good thing that happened that I think is so dramatic and wonderful. Um, and even in thinking about it today, before I knew I would talk to you, it it moved me to tears again. So, um, so almost a year ago, the month that the show launched, October of 2020, um, at the end of that month, it was October 24th, I believe, we were seated outside, of course, COVID, 
um, at a place called Bread's Bakery on 63rd and Broadway, uh, West 63rd, which, by the way, you should know is named Sesame Street. It was officially renamed Sesame Street. Because Fantastic. That's, yeah. Um, we were seated outside with my 104 and a half, then 104 and a half year old friend, Ruth Rosner. And Ruth is a salty, amazing friend. She says fuck a lot, which I love about her. She's fallibly spiritual. She's a secular Jew. She'd tell you she was raised like Marxist socialist. And she ran away from home when she was 20 to go join the communist party and in Europe and kissed Ernest Hemingway on the boat over and then came back. Cause it wasn't really great time to be a Jew there. Um, and she, I'm just giving you this for color. Sure. Um, and, and she's super political. Like she, she's sharp as attack and she, knows more. I mean, she watches MSNBC. She loves Don Lemon. She knows more about politics than, than you or I. And her recall, if you were like, okay, name the Senator from Indiana, she'd know both of them. And, um, she got sober when she was a kid, as she says, which is when she was 73. And she, <laughs> she runs two AA groups on zoom and she calls her groups, all my children. Isn't, oh. that, isn't that amazing? Yes. Yeah. So she, ever since I met her and I met her when she was 102, 101, um, she, it, it was soon after Donald Trump became president and she has been talking to me about incipient fascism in our country ever since then. And, and it's anytime you get into politics with her, she starts, she starts yelling, meet me at the barricades and singing <laughs> and singing, um, the what's it called? Is it oh, oh the Internationale? How do you say that? The um, isn't that what it's called? Yes, the, yes. The communist. It's like the communist fight song. Uh-huh, Inter, yeah. The Internationale and the um, is it called the Marseillaise? The French. That's the French. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 She, she'll sing that too. So, <laughs> she's so a, she's a walking Casablanca. Go ahead. <laughs> she she is, and, and she needs a walker to walk. Right. So. It was one of the first days that early voting had started in New York City. And we're right at Lincoln Center. We can see the fountains um, across the street. And there's a line around the block for people to vote right across the street. And I, I said to her, you know, Ruth, do you want to vote? And she said, do, do I want to vote? Hell, hell yeah, I want to vote. And I said, you know what? Come with me right now. She was like, well, I, 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 look at that line. I don't want to stay in that line. And I don't know about this. And I said, Ruth, you're, you're 104 and a half years old. We're going right to the front of the line. So we get up and some of the people, because Ruth always has like a, a coterie of friends around her. A few of them come with us. My husband, John is there and his dog, Corby, his dog who ended up dying um, a few months later. So when I when I think about Corby being part of this experience, it makes me so happy. So John and his dog Corby, and my two kids, and um, and my daughter who is then six is holding Ruth's hand, and Ruth is 104 and a half, so she's holding her hand of her friend who's 98 years older. And my son is leading the way. Ruth gets up and walks faster across Broadway in her walker than I've ever seen her walk. She's got this hat that my daughter Minerva had decorated. It was like festooned with with flowers. And as we're walking over, I have this idea. I'm, I'm no cinematographer, but I, I'm no I'm no filmmaker. But I thought I have to chronicle this. So I'm I'm trying to, you know, get people to move aside, help her cross quietly. I'm trying to help her cross safely. I'm trying to hold my camera horizontally as one does. And I'm interviewing Ruth. I said, how do you feel about voting today? And she said, this is the most important vote of my lifetime. This is hands down without exception. And I'm talking about the first world war, the second world war and every other election before or since. This is it. This is it. This is what it comes down to. And she crossed the street and we just said to all the people in front of Lincoln Center, I said, I said, 104 and a half year old coming through. And people just, you know, they moved out of the way and like, woo, woo, you go. So we go, we go to the front. We tell them this is Ruth. She's 104. Nobody, nobody asked to see her, her ID at that point. We, we, we go in and 
um, the, the volunteer poll workers are incredibly moved. And she, Ruth has to get out her license. And it says 1916. And, you know, she was born four years before women had the right to vote. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I just, gosh, I'm getting emotional now. Like, I just think this is, and I see my daughter, my daughter holding her hand and, and I just think this, this is history. This is history. Or as my son would say, this is her story. <laughs> and, and, and we go in and I bring Ruth and, and I can tell Ruth's a little verklempt. Like this, she's getting a lot. This is a lot for her. This is big hustle. And she's getting a lot of attention, which she doesn't mind. Cause she'll tell you she's an Aries. But um, but um, this is a lot for her. And so I, I bring her over to the, the little booth and um, and I look away, I very visibly look away. So everybody knows I'm not directing her vote. And we walk out. And as soon as we walk out into the sunlight, hundreds of people start clapping. And Ruth stops and she puts her head in her hands and she just sobs. And she is she's so overcome with emotion about about what she has just done and about the um about the community celebration of it and there was this beautiful poll worker named Antonia who wanted to have a picture with her and mind you if you see these pictures because they were all over social media everybody's everybody's masked like it's a real sign of the time you know what i mean yeah and she had to sit my, my husband said, Ruth, you got to sit down. Her walker turns into a little seat and she sat there and I took a picture of her. It's a, it's a beautiful picture of her being overcome by emotion. And then my daughter Minerva holds her hand as we walk back. And when we, when we get back to Sesame street and this, in this bakery breads and she sits down, I say, how do you feel now? And she said, I, I think this is why I've lived so long so that I could, so that I could cast this vote. And, and, and she said, I feel like I can die happy. God bless America, my home, sweet home. Yes, vote. And it gave you an opportunity to share some good just for the sake of sharing good. Percent. It, uh, that's, it, you, yes, it was just, it was all good. Every part of it was good. It was community. It was young and old. It was history. It was making a difference. It was so, so good. And, and I got to tell you, Steve, her, she has the whole time I, I've known her since she was 101 to 104, which is, doesn't sound that long, but is when you're that old she's just, she's, she's been so spry. And in the past, like in the past, I'd say six months, she's deteriorated really, really fast. Yeah. And she doesn't even use a walker anymore. Like uh, pretty much against her will. I was like, Ruth, I'm buying you a wheelchair. Okay. Just so you will come out. And, 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 and so I'm just so I'm, I don't want to call it a swan song, but let's be realistic. You know, she's, she's at the end of her life, just that she, she had that and she got to be the international focus of the world and inspire people. People who saw that were like, if that fucking lady Ruth can go out and vote, my ass can go out and vote. Yes. So, um, and and the fact now I'm just uh, I didn't I didn't give you a great button there but I, there's so many things to unwrap the the fact the selfish fact that I got to see my children be a part of that yes that will stay with them forever and it's those it's those much like you know when for many of us it's you know the teachers that we had that always make us smile and we think back to and you know yeah in the smallest of ways who noticed us that day. And, and, and I had those moments, you know, and that's the, been the goal of this podcast. This goal of this podcast has been to spread some good, to remind people there is good and to share the commonalities. I can't tell you how many times friends of mine text me or my best friend, Lisa will call me and go, Oh my God, let me tell you the moment in your show that, I felt like you had a camera on me, like, Mm. because that person said this thing, it's that connectivity. And that's that thing that we still need. And that's an amazing thing about a podcast period is that there's this 
connection that we're experiencing right now. It's more than reading an article or listening to music. It's, it's, it's like we're having a friendship. I know you, you know me, but I don't know you. I've never met you. I live in South Africa. I live wherever the hell I live. Yeah, but there's this, there's this implicit invitation, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I just keep giving, getting the image of like, when, I, when I've listened to, to World Gone Good over this past year, I felt like I was bobbing along. Like I'm bobbing along on a, a, a sea of happiness, right? Like you, you can, you can, you're just invited to, to just jump in and bob along with, with people's stories. And you're right. It's those moments. That's what's so amazing about storytelling, right? And about people spe- telling their truth is that it's so specific and then, and the specificity and the vulnerability and the honesty are what make it resonate and make it universal. It's such a, it's such an, it's like a magical paradox. It is. And I thank you because you are my, uh, you're my most visited guest to this podcast. You've been here three times. <gasps> this is your I, third time. Wait, it's my third time? Mm-hmm. Because you, you were part of my Christmas show. Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh my gosh. Thank me. I thank you. Oh, thanks. See how soon we forget. Sorry. You know what? I've been making so many appearances on World Gone Bad that I just (laughs) forgot. Forgot. It's it's called World Gone to Shit. It's not not as fun as yours. No, there's no masks on that show and you have to own a gun. There's there's a lot of things you need with that show, but his that that guy's numbers are really huge. So good for him. Good for him. Oh, don't tell him I'm vaccinated and they won't ask me back as a guest. Well, he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> no, he he- I think we can all agree, Ruth, the patriotic voting American, is not just Faith's inspiration, but an inspiration to us all. We talk about that word a lot here on World Gone Good, inspiration. More specifically, I ask each of my guests who inspires them. The answers have ranged from general types of people with inspirational qualities to extremely, extremely specific ones like spouses and children, and yes, even Matthew McConaughey. He was named here on an episode as an inspiration. Don't judge, okay? He inspired somebody. So truly inspiration does come in all shapes and sizes and types and all right, all right, all right. But there has been one recurring theme here in the form of one very special, specific person. When I ask the question, who inspires you? Who inspires me is actually my mom. My primary inspiration is my mother. I'd have to say my mom. I got to say that my mom, with everything that she's gone through this during this time, she really inspires me. My mom. My mom really inspires me. My mother. She taught me everything I know about fighting, never giving in, never giving up, never saying I can't. My mother. My mother inspires me. My mother was the most positive human being I've ever met. Well, the first person I think of is my mom. She really was the inspiration for me to do, uh, to volunteer, um, to, to be the bigger person. My mom just, she had such a big heart and... Or I just, you know, I miss her. A special shout out to my own mom who dropped by earlier this year to share a family favorite cookie recipe. Go find that bonus. It's a fun one. So who inspires you? Here comes your second assignment of the anniversary podcast. Ready to press the pause button one more time? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to send a text to that person and simply say, you inspire me. Go ahead. Pause us here. Pause us right now. I'm going to wait. Send the text. Whoever you just sent that text to, you just made their day. Or they are really confused and think you're drunk. Either way, it's a win. Well, we began this 
kick-ass anniversary goodness with how we always end most of our shows, asking the question, tell me something good. So it's only fitting that since we seem to be doing things in reverse, backwards here, we're going to end this one with how we usually begin the other ones. Are you following me? Did I lose you? Am I, <laughs> am I speaking a foreign tongue? Here's how we typically begin most of our shows. In fact, all of our shows begin with me asking you to help us spread the good by sharing our show with your friends on social media or however you like to share with your friends. I usually go on to ask you to subscribe on whatever platform you listen in on. And while you're at it, why not rate and review us? The more you do each and all of these things, the more people find this show and the more good we can spread. So if you want this show to keep going and this anniversary celebration to be even more celebratory and you want to do me a good solid, well, please, yes, help us spread the good and do any and all of those wonderful things. And uh, on the note of spreading the good, this good guy here who has been doing the good thing here every single Wednesday for this last good year is taking a short, I promise it'll be short, good break. We'll be back very soon with new good every Wednesday. In the meantime, don't be sad. In the meantime, why don't you catch up on the episodes you've missed? There are over 60 of them. Plus a bunch of bonus content. So, 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 so much good to be had. Before I sign off, I want to say thank you. Shout outs to my brother, Brett Silverman, for our regular weekly theme song. Plus those incredible piano interludes you heard in this show. And I played them before in others. My niece, Jessica Willie for her weekly incredible artwork and posters. My co-podcasters and friends, Wendy Miller and Mark Gant, who in the last year have answered so many of my ridiculous podcast questions along the way. And also a shout out to Stephanie, John, and Dave. They know why. I want to thank all of my guests for all of these episodes you've heard in the last year. And thank you to you, you, for being good and listening and supporting and all of the fun we've had together. Until the new good arrives, and it's coming soon, I promise, I sign off the way I have signed off every other show with two simple words. Be good.